Left. Right. What's up, my friends? You are in for a treat. In this episode of Sip Talk, we discuss social media and the detriment on society, especially kids, middle schoolers. Uh, I think uh, you're going to agree with a lot of us. If we miss anything, uh, let me know in the comments. And uh, if you disagree, also let me know in the comments. I'll see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 have a crisp opening. I don't know if you caught that. This is Sip Talk. <laughs> I hope my first sip is a good one today. Episode 188. Your host, Justin DiGiulio, joined by James, the Bosonator Boswell. James is a philosopher, a professional referee, a bartender, and most exciting of all, an accountant. Looks like we are live. So if you guys today want to join in, share your opinions, uh, you can use the link on my Instagram page to call in, or you can just comment on whatever platform you're watching us, and uh, we will see your comments and reply. Thank you guys for joining. Today, we are talking about, what, what would you title this episode, actually? I'd like, I'd like to title A Filtered Reality, but how would, you, how would you kind of distill that to kind of explain a little more what we're talking about? Um, I mean, you're talking about like kind of like the second title? Effectively, yeah. Yeah, so like a filtered reality. Instagram, Instagram, celebrities, body dysmorphia, and how you view yourself in the world. And I think that, you know, in, you mentioned this topic last week. And I said, you know what, that's a really good topic. Uh, but I didn't realize it is like super prevalent. Mm -hmm. Everything, you know, the more I started thinking about it, everything is filtered. I actually, before we started the cast, I did a uh, selfie, like a reverse facing camera to my face. I did a picture of myself with a regular camera, um, Instagram camera, Twitter camera, uh, all the different social media platforms. And my face wasn't even the same shape from one platform to the other. And I didn't move the camera and I kept my face in exactly the same range on the camera. I look completely different depending on the platform. However, this is the, the weird part, is it was the same hardware, it's the same camera. Yeah, well, so what I would have to wonder is the the software in each of these different apps that you took, I wonder if there's, like, settings that you can disable that would make it so that the picture comes through the same. If there's settings that are just kind of on by default that you don't even know about. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but I know there are a lot of settings that if you want... This is not quite related to the topic, but there are settings that if you want to, you can adjust. I, somebody mentioned this the other day about Twitter. Uh, there's a star on the top right corner of the page, and it allows you to arrange your timeline not by the regular algorithm, but by most recent. And I don't spend a lot of time scrolling through social media, but I did open up Twitter after I heard this, and I changed it to most recent, and then I got really bored really quick. I suppose, like, you know, 
a couple <laughs> down. It was like, yeah, this is very boring. I'm not interested in this. Well, you know where it I... felt good. It felt good. I didn't feel like I was stuck in. You know where I'd like to start with this is like acknowledging that this isn't a recent phenomenon and differentiating why what's going on now is, I think, so much worse than what we had kind of been willing to accept as a as a society. Well, why can I not say society? There we go. Have you been drinking before we? Uh, what, no. what are you drinking, by the way? Uh, Milwaukee's best ice, five point nine percent, and probably about sixty cents a can. Oh man, I got a Michelob Ultra. It's four point two percent. So you've got me. Uh, um, so if you look at any kind of fashion modeling, or really just any modeling whatsoever, the idea of altering photos to make the people in those photos look more attractive has been around for a long time, easily 50 years. And when you hear about some of the tools that you hear, like the airbrush tool in Photoshop, mm -hmm. that comes from like a real tool that was used of an airbrush <laughs> that would actually like physically smooth out the ink yeah. to, to like deal with any blotches or anything. So like the airbrush was a physical tool that they used on the photo prints. Um, yeah, that was recreated digitally so you can... Yeah, and so you had that kind of level of like physical manipulation of photos to make things look better for modeling prints. Then Photoshop came out, and uh, the pattern I'm saying is that it gets progressively easier to modify these pictures. Before, you needed to have a whole bunch of like professional-level tools to be able to modify a picture. Because you like you'd have to take a roll of film to a place to have it get developed, and well, there was like, some then, amount of skill to it. There was some oh, amount of, of actual like you had to know something to do it. Nowadays, and I know you're not. Yeah, yeah. so that's where I'm going as well. Is that okay. you go from an extremely high level of skill and barrier of entry to even be able to start doing it. Now Photoshop comes out. Now the barrier to entry is a lot lower. But as anyone who's used Photoshop can tell you, it's not a very easy program to use if you've never, if you haven't taken a class in it, if you haven't watched videos about how to do it, just like give someone who's never used it before the full program and have them upload a photo into it. They're not going to do very much because it's a really powerful program, but it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's, I've, I've played around with Photoshop and I've tried to do some photo editing. It is very, very difficult. I ended up hiring somebody to do it. Yeah, and I so it's, it's a skill that you need to acquire and you have to take classes or watch videos or read material about how to use all the tools in it. Once you do, it's you, you can do incredible things with it. So the barrier to entry was lower because you didn't need to have a studio where you could just like print and physically airbrush, airbrush pictures, but you still needed to know what you were doing. And then... Snapchat chat was kind of the innovator in this one in terms of making some of these photo editing tools available within the app. And sure, they're much more limited than what Photoshop can do, but they are so much easier. But it's also, and here's, where, here's what I was saying a minute ago, is that you don't, you, I know you're not a huge social media platform user, uh, but you can go into these. And while you are limited in terms of like you can't do anything, however, if you were just trying to do something, you'd be basically creating fresh art, right? If you if you had a picture of your face and you went into Photoshop, you'd be like, you know, kind of playing jazz to a degree. You'd have an idea in your mind what you wanted, but you'd be trying to attain that. With Snapchat, you can click on the filter and it gives you multiple filters and you have multiple versions of your face and multiple versions of your body 
for you to choose from. Yeah. And I've also seen, like, and I don't know if it's Snapchat or Instagram. Um, real quick, we should uh, say hi to Maria, who's joining us, to, and would love to get anybody's opinion on all these filters as we as we go on through this topic. Like, I want to hear what you have to say, and I want to be able to respond to it, so please weigh in. But I've looked at, and I don't know if it's Instagram, but like, you can have on your phone, and, like, you can kind of just, like, squeeze or expand in certain areas to, like, change dimensions of your body. And... Mm -hmm. That's something that, yes, you could do in Photoshop, but in order to do it in Photoshop, it would require you to know what you're doing. Whereas yeah. with this, it's as simple as just like putting your finger on your phone and moving you it around. Yeah, you tap which one you want. And then you can tap how much you want it. So yeah. you, can, you can adjust the intensity of that. So, the, so I think there's two things here. One is that Photoshop was an expensive program and it was difficult to use. Snapchat's free and it's easy to use. There are probably a million times more people that use Snapchat regularly than people that use Photoshop regularly. I, I, would, I would agree with that metric. Like, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was pretty close to that. Yeah, so you've yeah. got this photo editing thing that is, and also it's designed to create, like to be able to make it very easy for you to rapidly release these pictures that you've just edited. So let me just it's, quote it's, real quick. It's, it's both the editing platform and also the distribution platform. Because if you modify a picture in Photoshop, now you've got this image saved on your hard drive. You still need to put it somewhere. Whereas yeah. Snapchat allows you to put it somewhere. Instagram is, here you go. It's right, like, the studio and the art exhibition in are in the same building. And it's also free. Yes. Uh, so, so look, I want to quote this Psychology Today article real quick and, and kind of talk about how, and get into where we're going with and why it's becoming an issue. So I heard for the first time the phrase Snapchat dysmorphia, and it says that it can be argued that these apps are making us lose touch with reality because we ex expect to look perfect and perfectly primmed and filtered in real life. And, and I think that's where people are having this almost body dysmorphia, this body image dysmorphia, but it's it's not all up in their head because there's something actual, tangible, and real that they call effectively real. But there's something that they can look at. Um, and this is also from the uh, Psychology Today article uh, about why filters and masks are so detrimental. Because in the past, those perfect bodies and the smooth skin, uh, they were reserved for celebrities. The covers of magazines, the pages of magazines. Uh, for poster, you know, the big billboards. Uh, yeah. and, and Can people, I throw one thing out there real quick? Let me just finish my sentence here. Is that sure. People subconsciously saw these celebrities and they, they saw these images and these billboards and subconsciously there was an almost unattainable level, right? There was this person's life is about being, uh, you know, at a professional uh, level, they have to have a regimen, diet, exercise, uh, and they also have a team for hair, makeup, wardrobe, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry, what, what were you going to say? No, that's actually pretty close to what I was going to say, which is that, like, I used to kind of defend those type of ads where they'd put someone that was just insanely beautiful in print or whatever. And I would say, that's okay, because people should be able to recognize that that's the point zero zero one percent of people. And... Like, if it's your only job to be beautiful, then of course you're going to be beautiful. But, but also, they're not beautiful all the time. No. Right? That's, you know, they're not beautiful all the time. And, and you know, we see this 
the distance between the every man and the every lady and the billboard magazine movie star is huge. Mm-hmm. But and, and, and those those you know those select number of people, they also struggle, the celebrities struggle to keep up with their diet and exercise regimen, but they also probably have more time and that's what their job is based on. Right? Well, like yeah, for, for some models, your only job is just keep yourself in good shape. Yeah, I, you know, I have to get in the car and drive to my job and do work and deal a lot of times with shit I don't want to be dealing with. Um, but, right, and what they have to deal with is like exercising and having a limited diet and having to like be, and I wouldn't even say healthy because some of them aren't living a healthy lifestyle, but like your eight hours a day is grinding in a real estate office. My eight hours a day is grinding with mortgages. Their eight hours a day is grinding with their body. And, or temptation to like eat some Oreos. And, right. You know, it, it just, but that's, but that's what they're fighting off all day long where I'm mm-hmm. fighting, you know, I'm swinging swords against the bullshit that's swung at me. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with, you know, Oh, we just had an overheat. This, uh, Phone just overheated huh. So yeah, Jessica Majewski says, I like to be different. And that that's that's a great trait to have. But the problem with these filters is that you've got, like, since these filters all kind of do, run on the same algorithm, they tend to create this kind of homogenized image of what people, what their results are. So you get a lot of people that say, well, that's what I should be aiming for. And like the program trends towards a certain type of look. Specifically with like the smooth skin and the big eyes, which when we get to the images that I collected at the bottom, which I might want to, I might want us to dive into that in the middle so that we have something to talk about. Yeah. Um, You'll see that like, there's a lot of similarities from image to image. Well, that's, that's very, there is a lot of similarities. They're using similar technology and similar filters, first of all. But, but I think it's this. Back in the day, you were striving for something that was almost unattainable, but at least you had a goal. And I also defended, oh, you know, oh, that person's in too good of shape, but they're on billboards. Well, yes, because there's one of them, and that's what their job is, and that's kind of the goal. We shouldn't lower the goals, right? Uh, you know, but then you had, and this isn't, this is vastly not the case where you have the model who has. Uh, I would say the vast majority of models do not have hardcore serious eating disorders. You know, I, I think they probably are trend more than the regular pool of public, but I don't think that the majority of our models are dropping out of the business because they can't keep their weight up. Here's the analogy that I would give is like when you look at when you compare beauty to like let's say some kind of a sports thing. So what's the I, fastest you've ever run a mile? I don't know. Five or five maybe. Okay. So you, you're, you're 505 mile. If you compare yourself to an Olympic marathon runner, they're running 445s 26 times in a row. And so, like, you comparing yourself to a model that's on a billboard is like you comparing your fastest mile to an Olympic marathon runner. It's well, just, it's not a fair fight. One person has won the genetics that gave them that capability, and two, has spent their entire life training to be able to do that. But the argument against that is, you know, that people are developing eating disorders. But the thing is, you have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, and some like, runners are devel- developing plantar fasciitis by running too much. And football players, uh, you know, with brain injuries and, uh, you know, and boxers with concussions and things like yeah. that. That's, that. There's an inherent risk in doing these excellent things. We've talked about this when we talked about the Olympics. 
at these peak levels. But I don't. But I think, and I think you and I were going in this direction, saying that now we want to just see plus size models all over the place. I think it's a little strange. Uh, I, I think that I don't think that what we're talking about is really the the modeling industry per se. It's the fact that you've made, you've disseminated this technology completely like not unedited like completely unlimited and given it to people that aren't going like not to say that the modeling industry is used it responsibly but when you give it to people that have no idea what they're doing or already have insecurities and you give them this this technology that allows them to paint over all their insecurities and then exaggerate what they want to look like it's going to create a completely different ecosystem than it being relegated to just commercial print advertising. Um, so I talked a little bit about plastic surgery. Should we should we get into that real quick, or should you want to you want to go in a different direction? What do you think about doing the screen share of some of these images, and we can just go through them real quick so that people can see what we're talking about? Okay. Well, this is going to be, and then we can go from there. All right, so I'm gonna I'll do a little screen share here. I gotta just minimize our private chat, which none of you are privy to. And uh, let's open this up. Stoke ideas. And then I gotta find a freaking window. All right, it, this one starts with thighs for days and calves for minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, are you in on that? You can see that yep, on your. Yep, screen. yep, it's coming up. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just look at that. That's not. <laughs> Well, I, I think the thing about this is that it's obviously somebody is trying to, they've done something to this photo, <laughs> but, and I, I actually give a little benefit of the doubt to the fact that there's, there's a good chance that it was also just a bad camera angle. Uh, but this one also doesn't, I don't know exactly what it is they're doing to like make this edited. I think it I, well, obviously they've lengthened from the knee up. And they have extremely long legs, but like, <laughs> but not not long calves. So I'm going to start. Right. I'm going to start actually back from the beginning here, um, and this is still loading. All right. Yeah. So and make sure to click the arrow so you can see like yeah. the before and the after. I'm guessing this is the Instagram post here. Mm -hmm. And then, no, that's not real. No, it is. I don't believe that. Is that real? the same person uh, yeah yeah with this hat on uh, look at the uh, the first one. Oh yeah there's no hat on the first one yeah no, but, no hat. that's the right, thing go to but, the next one all right but all right let's let's so the thing is this is reddit and you know finding the credibility of some of these uh, all these freaking yeah but some right, that one might not be the best this, example this one's really good this one's good yeah because she shows the different filters yeah I was just going to freaking load here. We get we get a lot. Uh, so, you know. like what you're seeing in the beginning here, this is yeah. Hit play and see if that works. There we go. Watch the waistline. Wow. No, I think that's French. Rash can tell us what what that's. Yeah. But but you see as she walks up, I I thought it looked very natural. I would never have known that there was a filter on it, either yeah. way, face or body. No, no, no. That's one. That's the one that's so crazy. Is like the moment that it transforms. You're like, oh man, I, I like that one. You would have had a hard time being able to tell there's a filter, but 
that and, is- and that's like we talked about insidious and that's this is an example well, yeah, of the, the filters that are insidious uh yeah, and the thing is, it starts small, but it's becoming an issue, and that's that's you know I think ultimately we're going to get to kind of the mental health aspect of this. Yeah, go but, to the next one. All right, let's see what do we have here. These are all the things that James dug up today, by the way, the online Reddit. I mean, this is just <laughs> like that's that's something somebody did just to like fuck with somebody. Uh, but it it goes to show you that just everything you see online may not necessarily. Be reality and you yeah can... i wanted to pick one uh, one male one just so that way we're not like picking on women the entire time this one yeah i don't understand what, what the deal with this girl is like there's three pictures uh i'm guessing the second picture is uh, but none of that's real like look at it and, and but that that's the image that she wants real, to... yeah that's a real person who has some weird filter i don't understand the significance of this second picture is, is she one of the girls I think so. I don't know yeah, which one. I kind of what they're they're trying to say here is that this is one of the girls, but yeah. I mean, from even the third picture here, this one looks like a little more human like, um, but it is. But look at how it, like first of all, the proportions are completely wrong. Like her legs are way too much of her body. Everything is super thin to the point where like she would probably need to be hospitalized. And then, like, look, go back to the picture of the, the four girls that, like, unfiltered. Yeah, and, and like body types. Yeah, but none of them are even remotely close to what those pictures were. So so I want to talk real quick about the Uncanny Valley. So for those, and we brought this up before, I think maybe when we talked about robots or something, but the Uncanny Valley is, is more a concept, but it's this unsettling feeling when you see a robot um, or even a uh, like a not a cartoon, but like a 3D image that looks very human-like, but there's something you know that it's not real. Well, so the, might, the uncanny valley is that like if there's things that are very far away from looking human, they don't make us uncomfortable because we don't they they're not, they're not human. We're cool with that. As they get closer and closer to being human. We start to like them a little bit more because they exhibit some traits that we can identify with. But when they get too close to human but are still discernibly not human, we all of a sudden have this reversion effect. Yeah, where we get really like when you see the. Uh, I actually have some images. We go back to the Reddit. Uh, so I have the, this image of. Uh, like these are all images that are fake robot faces, and they look freaky. Like this, this, this one with the. Uh, the little white face with the realistic looking eyeballs behind it. Yeah. It, that, that looks creepy as hell. And that's the least human looking. Right? And then the one of the girl in the center here, uh, actually that's not a real person. Uh, it's computer generated. But it's a it's a little weird. And that's where we're saying it, it's close but not right. And like there's something inside of us that says there's something wrong here and it's hard to identify exactly like what, is, but I don't like it. So what I'm getting at, though, is that when you have something that is non-humid, approaching human, is typically what we call the uncanny valley. But now we have humans which are kind of appearing less human yeah. because, because they're doing this, uh, you know, doing this crazy. crazy yeah, that, like, I think the first one looks even more creepy than that one. Well, the first one looked, yeah, because it's supposed to look like a, a, a clown or something. Like, I don't even understand. 
Yeah, and like yeah, that's the uncanny valley because it looks like like also look at how big the shoes are in comparison to everything else. Yeah, they're also dirty. Like in, wearing dirty shoes. I don't know. Let's go to the next one. All right, so now we got. Let's see what's next here. Uh, oh, so you get these. So this is the example of like the big eyes and smooth skin thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I want to talk about that too. Don't let me forget to talk about Japan. But you got so this is the real girl, and what what they're saying is this local influencer insists she only lightly edits her Instagram pictures. However, she continues to make TV appearances in which she looks like this. <laughs> so when your Instagram looks like this. And you really look like this, and yeah. You know, the thing is, they, it, on the left, it actually looks like they just like slapped a face on like a blank body. <laughs> like they took like almost like a cartoon face and put it on a body. Yeah, I mean, it lo also looks like there's a bit of, um, like she's had some actual uh, like Botox or you know something done to her face in in reality. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's. Uh, this is Oh, so oh, this is this is your great example of a filter is this girl's face. I gotta recenter it here so you can Yeah, but no, this is a good one because this is a person trying to expose what these things do. Yeah, but she also cakes it's crazy to see sometimes but makeup is also like in that field. Like people put makeup on and it can look really freaky. So this girl does a half and half where she's got that filter on and you can see her skin is not at all, even when she puts the foundation on, uh, she still, you know, she's just because she's a little bumpy. But with the filter, it is her. Look at her eye. Her, yeah, the left eye. The left eye is the one that I was like, is she gonna put in a tag lens to try to, to try to do it? But you see the amount of makeup she puts on, and yet the filter, no matter what, you know, yeah, it still looks I, better I even the... after she puts all the makeup on. I don't have an issue with the makeup. It's just like you can see how much the the filter affects it, especially like the the bright and larger eye. To well, me but here's really the issue. Here, out. Here's the issue with the makeup, though, is when you believe that you need to look like the image on the left, then you start having to walk out the door always, like the you know with all the makeup on on the face, and I mean the, the girl does a really good job in. in um, yeah, it, it it forces people to think that this is what's normal when it's not. Well, that thing is you see so much of it. Right, I think I got two more that you sent over. Yeah. I'm actually, I got to close these windows because it's, it's, I have so many freaking windows open. You got to do the freaking biceps. You got the creepy looking cartoony clown lady. All right. Okay. Here's the one we just opened uh now this is instagram let's see just gotta scroll up so it fits on the screen here so and again you see the the unnaturally smooth like skin the yeah. giant bright eyes yeah the, the eyes are the one thing that look look a little weird and also she's got big cheekbones that's not no i don't believe that it's maybe the same person but I'd like to see the, but they're saying it's the same person. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it is, but she's also no, making it. So they're not, you know, the, the thing no, is. No, and there's some lighting and angles, but it's clear that, like, there's no relation between the two. Uh, and then you get your, uh, your thighs for days here. 
Yeah. And so I I just keep on coming back to the eyes. Oh yeah, uh, this you one. See this picture, you saw this picture? Mm-hmm. I made this a little smaller so it fits on the screen here. Um, but I, the point that they're making is that these girls have basically the same face, right? And and yeah, but also there's no way that like you can't be that thin. But look at their eyes, dude. They all have these kind of uh, like wider eyes. There's something about the eyes that that looks really weird. Um, so in 2015, I went to Japan for New Year's, and uh, I passed a few arcades. And the arcades were like, you know, arcades are crazy, but arcades in Japan, extra crazy. And also full of, like, very strange foreign, uh, like, foreign sounds that just you wouldn't hear from, like, regular American video games. And uh, let me stop the screen share here. And uh, there was a couple of them that had these lines of girls lined up out of the arcade, down the sidewalk. And I thought that was very strange. One, any line into an arcade. And then two, you typically don't see women or girls lined up outside of arcades. Oh, they, they generally appear more to males. Generally, yeah, don't don't go to those places. So, uh, you know, ultimately, I, I wanted to wander in and get to the the bottom of what was at the front of this line, and it was a photo booth. And in the photo booth, these girls were sitting in there, and then you, what it would do is it would let you tweak the eyes and the face a little bit and give yourself much bigger eyes and kind of a more like narrow face and uh it was this was pre-face filters it was actually i found out that uh filters became popular uh in snapchat i guess they had a an option called uh lenses and that came out in 2015 as well which i imagine then led to the decline of these crazy photo booths because they never had that technology mobile and they didn't have print, and it would also email you the digital versions of the pictures. So what, basically what these girls were doing is they were getting the photo booth and then getting digital copies of these pictures so they could post on their Instagram. Yeah, there, it was Instagram filters before they existed. Yeah, really, really wild. Um, okay, so we've kind of seen examples of the problem. We've talked about why this is worse than what the modeling industry was doing. Um, I want to throw out a couple quick statistics about, like, the effects that these have, especially on young women, but, like, just in general. So, like, from the Newport Institute, um, they did a survey, and one of the questions, like, 94% of participants felt pr under pressure to look a certain way, and more than half said that the pressure was intense. 70% said they felt pressure to showcase a perfect life. 86% said that their social media representations of themselves didn't reflect their own li their real life. And 80% of young girls have downloaded a filter or used an app to change the way they look in photos by the age of 13. The age of 13. Dude. The, I think the issue is when you juxtapose in your mind how you look in real life and how you look online and how everybody else looks online and we spend a lot of time online these days and i think I, i'm sure there's a certain percentage of people that believe that's really who they are right like they actually believe that that's how they look there's some some weird something weird happening in the brain well, that would be a, like a true body dysmorphia disorder. That, yeah exactly 
Um, but but also on a psychological level, like they you know they they believe that like that's who they should be or something like that, um, and that the people that don't see them like that are actually the ones with issues. But um, I don't. I, I think the vast majority of people know deep down inside, not, and they just know kind of a service level. They don't look like that, and that creates a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression because it's well, completely unattainable. I think part of the problem is that when especially for young girls they might know that the pictures that they take of themselves aren't and, and like in and, and filter them and post them aren't an accurate representation they feel like that and i'm gonna have to i'm gonna make two kind of uh, a few key assumptions here which may not be correct but i, I just need to make them for this narrative to work is that like a lot of young girls are trying to impress boys that are about their age and so they like they know that boys their age are looking at filtered pictures of other girls and so for them to be able to compete and get attention they need to do this as well i and, you know i but my thinking on that point exactly was how could you not how could you not be posting pictures of yourself with a filter when everybody else is and you're not picture perfect because that's what a filter does it makes you picture because if you, unless you know somebody in person, like these girls are looking at pictures that other girls are posting. Well, not just girls. You can't, you can't forget. You can't can't leave out guys as well. Now, obviously, not yeah, but it's 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 worse play. with young girls. It, that's very true. So they're looking at p pictures that other people are posting, and just like that video of the girl walking up to the mirror, and the and like the filter turns off halfway through, like the the more subtle filters still do a job of making someone look different than they are and usually more attractive than they are. And, the, and like it can be really hard to tell. So they might think, everybody else I know looks like this. I don't. But that's, When that's, in reality, none of the, their friends look like that. Exactly. But, and that's where you have this emotional duress. You, know, you, have, you have real issues. Oh, you got you to unsync Justin, your, your audio is cut. I'm aware. Uh, Rosh will tell you what happened. Rosh can hear me. Uh, you're going to have to reset your audio. Rosh, can you tell him to reset his audio? Because I just turned on my mic, uh, which I, I didn't have before. Rosh, you've got to tell James this. Sorry, guys. have a, a couple of technical issues. Um, All right. Uh, well, we're waiting a minute for Justin to fix his <laughs> audio because we haven't heard from him in 45 seconds. Um, but, yeah, so my overall point is that you're – you, you, you've got all these girls that might not be able to have the maturity or knowledge yet to determine that what they're competing against isn't real, that it's not a real competition. And they're going to develop all these insecurities that they wouldn't have otherwise had because it's not a fair fight. And everyone's doing it. So how do you, how do you get rid of this? How do you get rid of this problem? And yes, young men have to deal with this as well. Like it probably manifests in slightly different ways because the, the beauty expectations for men is different than women. Like men aren't expected to be rail thin and have like a certain type, like th this unhealthy body shape. Like they're more expected to be, hold on a sec. Yeah, we're running into some issues. So I don't know who can hear me and who can't hear me. But I'm still I know not getting any audio. Yeah, unplug. Oh boy, <laughs> fun to have some live issues. 
Look. All right, maybe right. it's a problem on my end. Hold for technical issues. <laughs> Can you hear me now? I'm guessing no. Thank you guys for joining. Can you hear me, James? Can you hear me? Nope. All right, looks like he is refreshing. Um, hang in there. This is a commercial break without commercials. It's a it's a win-win. I can hear you. Can All you right, hear I me? just had to close out and re reload. All right. Well, welcome back. Welcome yeah, back. It's good to be back. I don't know what you said in the last two minutes. And that was our commercial break without without commercials. No, I, I think we're basically making the same point. It's just that you missed mine, but you got a chance <laughs> to deliver yours. So okay. whoever heard us or didn't hear us, everybody everybody is good. Um, but, oh, I know what one of the things I was going to say, though. You said it was it's more for it, – it tends to be happening more for girls and younger girls. But I think uh, – I don't know whether it's chicken or egg here. But the filters tend to be more feminizing. I think so you would it, think, you know, that either they're designed for women, so women use them, or they're designed in a feminine way. Uh, you know, so, so that women so men are, use them. Men are, yeah, so men well, are kind of turned off against I, I think, them. well, think about it like this. Who, in general, who is judged based on appearance more, men or women? Yeah, I mean, I think general conception, everybody believes that women have higher weight of of looks yeah right? so that's why women feel the pressure to look a certain way more than men is because they're judged more for it yeah um but i will tell you when it comes to these filters uh it is a lot of women from early teens into 20s and 30s but for the i see a lot of men in their like 50s and 60s now uh, adopting the uh, the filters hmm. very very strange. Um, I yeah. haven't seen that. I can't say you're wrong. Yeah, uh, it's just it's very it's very weird. But people, you know, they feel maybe like their looks are slipping a little bit, or they get a little wrinklier. Um, yeah, I actually get freaked out. Uh, a lot of these platforms automatically started putting masks and filters on them. Uh, I know TikTok did that, and it was really weird. I didn't like looking at myself with. The filters. I'm used to like the sunspots and freckles on my face and the wrinkles. Like when they go away, I go, that looks very strange to me. Um, so I wanted to add this note. Uh, I don't know if you read it about the metaverse and, and VR, but you know, I think as we, because what, what's happening is kids especially are spending so, so much time online and on social media platforms. You, that basically becomes your avatar, right? You, you need to have, as you spend more time online, interacting with people you have to have a visual a virtual visual representation of who you are um and on a lot of platforms it's, it might be an emoji or a cartoon or you know you could play video games and you can choose to be a robot or an alien um but pretty soon they're going to have skins of yourself right yeah, you do like mine's a, body a roll scan. Of scotch tape <laughs> um so that's my point like you've chosen some type of inanimate uh cartoon object but with I think the as with the title, I love Scotch. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, but a lot, but a lot of people, as the technology gets there, are going to want a three D depiction of themselves. So your video game character, you have you all you have to do is hold up your phone and then spin around three hundred and sixty degrees, and then you can upload it. 
my question was, if you're now making yourself the virtual avatar, who is it going to be? Is it going to be you at 21 or you at 14 or 30 or 80? Because imagine you sign up for a platform at 14 and that's your avatar, but now you're 25 years old. You're going to want to update that. I would imagine you could update it. But I, I have less of an issue with like people changing what their digital avatar looks like if you're going to be doing this whole VR thing. Because at least everyone knows the VR is fully not real. Well, that's as we stand in this transition. Everybody uh, starting to use the, these platforms and everybody starting to use these filters. I, I mean, I think it's very... Very strange. You know, uh, people used to look different because of plastic surgery, not because they clicked a button on an app. Yeah, and I feel like the, and this will get into your plastic surgery statistics. Now, we don't have it by time, but I feel like plastic surgery has become more common among pretty much every demographic oh you know what i had plastic surgery over time and i never dropped that image and i have since closed the window Oops. so fortunately we don't get that one well but tell the, me what the trend was the tr i mean the trend is that plastic surgeries have gone up just year after year giant giant bounds so it's it's a it's a pretty steep pretty steep okay so uh, plastic curve. surgery is more popular than ever yeah um but why do you think that is yeah, because people want to look in reality like what they, you know, they, they feel they, I don't know what they want to look like, I guess. What and their filters in, make them but look that's, like. But that's influenced by seeing other people, right? And seeing yep. other people that might have something more, a more desirable look, a more desirable physical look. Now, you didn't used to see as many of these people because you only had reality to see. But now that you see the virtual world on Instagram and Snapchat, you see people that aren't real. And now you want to compete in the real world because I don't for whatever reason, you, you know, you feel that you have to compete with the fake world. Um, but uh, I will give you the top five plastic surgeries and then uh, procedures. So uh, number one, breast augmentation. Number two, and this is in the U.S. Number two, liposuction. Number three, abdominoplasty number four a breast lift and number five eyelid surgery that sounds painful yeah uh, I, I actually think that might be a this the skin around your eye is like you get a little more play there than you do kind of on the rest of your face it's thinner you could kind of you know tuck it or snip it yeah or, I just don't like the idea of someone cutting my eyelids right right near your eyeball yeah very really weird um and then the the top five procedures botox number one hyaluronic acid number two i think that's that's like to get rid of sunspots and to lighten your skin okay um non-surgical fat reduction I, i'm not exactly sure what that is but it could be like red light therapy or something for all i know because oh, this it is, could this be is like that cryotherapy crap the cryotherapy which when we had uh Lauren, Dr. Lauren Chimalewski, the uh, plastic surgeon, I remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, she was saying that a lot of times that actually backfires, the cryo, the cryo stuff. Yeah. Uh, because your fat can actually become inflamed. Uh, and then hair removal. And then photo rejuvenation, which I'm not quite sure what that no would be. No idea. Like the only one on the, on the procedures list that makes sense to me is hair removal. 
like I could understand why someone would want to do like like a permanent hair removal. Yeah, I, I know a lot of guys that do it. I mean, guys are very yeah. hairy, so like, I I can totally understand that one. Um, and I can totally understand liposuction. Yeah. Um, so look, photo rejuvenation uh, is a treatment that tackles redness and brown spots on the face uh, with no downtime. Uh, it's a non-invasive procedure that makes your face look more youthful by removing sun damage, signs of rosacea, redness, uh, pores, acne spots, things hmm. like that. I don't know exactly what it is, but I imagine it has. it's like a light therapy. They shine light on your face. Okay. Um you want to talk about some of the solutions that I've come up with? Uh, let's see. Let me just run through your solutions right here. Why don't you run through those, and then I'll run through the body dysmorphia ones because, you know, I think okay. there, there's a little more for body dysmorphia, but ultimately I think what's happening is that people are developing body dysmorphia because they feel they need to look a certain type of way. Yeah. I, I think when it comes to these filters and everything, uh, I think the biggest problem is that it's not always obvious when they're being used. Now, sometimes it is, but for like when they're used more intelligently, then you can't really tell. And I'm going to go back to the chick in the mirror where like her belly just gets a little bit bigger as the filter shuts off. And that's one where like if you were to look at that beforehand, it would be really hard to tell that there was a filter there. Um, so I would say like any any photos that have like filters or have been edited by photoshop or whatever need to be labeled as such and you just have like a pretty bright label at the bottom of the photo <laughs> that says edited i think you can even that... go a step further and make it so that anytime you post a edited photo it always gets paired with the original <laughs> yeah i don't think anybody's agreeing to that yeah but uh, these are my solutions um, no, you know what Instagram used to do, actually, is they wanted you to take photos in the app. So what they would do is if you took a photo from out of the app and uploaded it, it would actually, like, dull down the resolution of that photo. So you could really easily tell photos that came from outside of the app. Not saying that even from the very beginning, Instagram gave you editing tools on your photos. But, but they did kind of discourage you from bringing in outside photos. Yeah. Um, and so, you, so, but you want full transfer. You, so you're, I, put, you're yeah, I mean, you're asking for a lot. I, it, I, and I could back off of it a little bit and say, like, you could be able to click on that, that warning label on the bottom. You could also, like, be able to click on it and it would be able to just say, like, the filters that were used. So, like, smoothing or shrinking or whatever they're called. I'm not on Well, even, even if it didn't label the photo, but it required the post to put, like, a little disclaimer at the very bottom that this you know this photo may have been not even accusing it of being altered but the photo may have been altered no 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 you just say this photo was altered using filters well and you, sure they, but the thing is people aren't going to agree to that james what you might be able to get them agreed agree to no is, what i'm saying is, is that this is not something that you give people the choice to agree to it's that like this is something that maybe like government needs to regulate social media and say Hey, social media platforms, um, if you guys want to keep on doing this crap, then by law, when you, like, when you post a photo, if, if a filter has been used, 
and it's not going to be perfect because you could put like you could go outside of the the program and find a, a photo and edit it in Photoshop and throw it up there or whatever. But like any of these automatic filters that are in the app or whatever, you could just require and say, hey, if you guys want to continue to operate, then this is what you're doing. Again, I don't, I don't think that people aren't going to let that fly. Uh, just because there's going to be way too much pushback on it. I'm just However, saying, like, the users that, wouldn't like it, but if you make it so it's not a choice for the users to make. But, but, but what I'm saying is how to make that happen is going to be people, and it's going to be people complaining, and there's no, what's, it's not going to happen. I think what's more realistic to happen are, are two things, and I'll give you the least, for, the least realistic first. One is some type of disclaimer at the bottom of the post. I think that's something everybody could stomach. Uh, but number two is for users say under 18 or under 16 uh it would be easier to put it like for their accounts uh that to have some type of warning when a, when an image has been altered i'll go one step further why not make it so that under age 18 you can't use filters but all, but it's it's viewing the filters also Right, but the thing is, I'm I'm trying to say, what is something that almost everybody can agree on? What you're saying is, what is the best option? So we're having kind of parallel <laughs> arguments, and we're not going we're not going to intersect. I'm not necessarily saying that these are real, like realistic in terms of their probability of of being implemented, but I do think that they would make a big difference if they were. Yeah, I I completely agree with you because really, what's happening is we're having a lot of a lot of depression from kids. Uh, a lot of body image issues from kids. Uh, so I want to I talk real quick about treatment for body dysmorphia. I'll give you the clinical treatment, and then I'll just give you some general things that you can do on your own for anybody who feels that. And I think there's a decent amount of people that, like, it, it couldn't hurt to hear this stuff. But if you have real body dysmorphia, like you actually look at yourself in the mirror and you think you're fat and yet you're, you weigh 98 pounds, then you, you obviously have a, a problem, and you've probably heard it from other people. But uh, a couple of options. Uh, actual clinical treatment could be medication, SSRI, which is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So you're actually on medication for that. It's, those are antidepressants. Yeah. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. So helping you learn how to uh, navigate your thoughts uh, and emotional reactions and behaviors challenging uh, automatic negative thoughts about your body so when you you got to recognize when you have a negative thought and it's automatic you got to be able to recognize what's happening um learning ways to uh learning alternate ways to handle urges and rituals so it's again it's kind of recognizing uh you know what what's happening in your brain uh and then teaching you other behaviors to improve your mental health uh and then it can lead to hospitalization if you're not able to take care of yourself day to day or keep up with your regular responsibilities, or you run the risk of harming yourself. Uh, what's, what's Rosh saying? Uh, well, so Rosh has a comment, and then I've got a comment from, uh, from my friend. He says, a five-year-old who weighs 98 pounds is fat. <laughs> but <laughs> that, so that Rosh says, make a fake announcement that a giant comet is coming our way and we're all going to die in a year. That, people, that way people will really start embracing like, what's truly important. And I'm going to go one step further, and let's make it a real comment. Did you, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, did you, uh, did you see that movie, Look, Don't Look Up? No. Oh, you got to see it. It's, it's like very realistic about like 
there's an actual comet heading towards Earth, and basically the Trump administration is like, no, I, I've I've heard enough about the plot that I feel like I've seen the movie. Okay, so I want to give some lifestyle and home remedies uh, for people that that might feel like they have some body image issues. Um, and if you have actually, so that that's going to start with people who have actually started to seek treatment is sticking to the treatment plan. Uh, and this goes uh, same thing for people with addictions. Like you have to actually commit to sticking to a plan. So if, if somebody has given you some therapy, you have to make sure you're staying on top of it. Uh, if you feel that you have some body dysmorphia, you want to learn as much as possible and educate yourself about the disorder. Uh, so you can actually start moving in the direction of correction and treatment. Uh, knowing what the warning signs are and paying attention to the warning signs, I think that it's really important. If you don't know what the warning signs are, then you, you know you don't think anything of it. Real quick, uh, let's say hi to Shihiraba. All right, Shihiraba. Hello, hello. Um, and then... I want to know what her thoughts are on Instagram filters if she hasn't already weighed in, but keep on going. Uh, practice, learn strategies. So you've got to actually start practicing uh, and then get active. Uh, physical exercise can really help straighten your brain out. And it also happens to be very good for your body. And then lastly, avoid drugs and alcohol because uh, drugs can, well, if you're on the medication, they can alcohol can interfere with those. But it also fucks with you your psychological yeah, drugs just mess with your perception of reality so if you're dealing with the problem of perceiving reality correctly then uh drugs aren't going to help you yeah and uh, a few more on the coping and support write in a journal don't isolate yourself take care of yourself by eating healthy and being active and sleeping well uh consider joining a support group stay focused on your goals learn relaxation and stress management and don't make important decisions when you're feeling distress or despair uh, and i think that's a really important one because a lot of people make rash decisions out of emotion and sometimes you need some time to sit back and kind of collect the facts and think on things um so just uh you know th this is it's a this is real stuff this is real stuff that, that you know, you hear a lot in the news about young kids and middle schoolers. Like, there's there's people that commit suicide because of how they feel about themselves based mm -hmm. on what they see on social media. And, so you know. What, what are your closing thoughts on this? Uh, I think the closing thoughts are what, one, let's be aware of what's happening. Let's be aware of what you see online isn't reality. And you can't just assume that it is until proven that it isn't. You have to kind of assume that it isn't because you're looking at it on an app, right? You can't just assume that everything is reality unless it, it visibly looks like it's been retouched. The retouching software, the, the face, the, the masks, um, and the filters are so good, you can't tell. So don't assume it's reality. You've got to assume it's not, it's just, you know, it's, it's like looking at a magazine. It's not, it's not real. Um, and then just be aware of, of yourself like learn about some of these disorders and and monitor your social media usage and and, and i think that's a big one it's just monitoring your social media usage you People know what just been, came to me what's that off of what you were saying so education like so everyone takes like a health class when they're in school usually like, like make, two i know three. where you're going with this i know where you're going this is a good idea go ahead and so why not have 
in in the health class, maybe a week long segment or a, like or, or a, some module where you go over this kind of stuff, and they show you like these before and after pictures of people with filters and like models that have been photoshopped for Calvin Klein ads, but also like everybody's favorite influencer and show what they actually look like and then what they look like in their in their filtered pictures and say here's how you can figure out whether something's a filter and here's how you can see like here are some realistic images of what people actually look like and see how different it is from these filters and learn to understand that what you're seeing isn't real because if you don't have this thrown in your face of this isn't real it's very easy to see how somebody, especially in their formative years when they're at prime insecurity, would oh, think that people look this way. Yes, prime insecurity is really where it flares up really, really bad. And when you look at what's that TV show with the Kardashians, living with the being Kardashian or something, live with the Kardashians? I don't know what it is. There's a Kardashian TV show. Uh, and what it attempts to do is give you insight on their real everyday life as a Kardashian. But even that... That's not real. ...is not reality, right? Like, they're <laughs> presenting it to you as behind the scenes of their real life. And it's not. That's not what reality really looks like. These people don't wake up with makeup on. And it's, I would um, actually recommend everybody watch the episode from uh, the South Park episode, The Hobbit. Uh, you'll have to send it to me. I will. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it deals exactly with these topics and the Kardashians. But it's, yeah, I this think, entire episode rolled into twenty minutes and funnier. But I think I think awareness is is really big. Like you just have to be aware of the problem. And I think anybody who has kids that are at the age where they're seeing some social media, uh, you know, it, you need to bring it to their attention, and you also yeah. need to be aware of what you're seeing online. Yeah, Shahir Abba says reality. that knowing about touch-ups and all those things and being able to identify it has definitely helped her. So Being yeah, able to identify gonna... it, yes, but it's very difficult to identify it now. Yeah, but uh, that, that just goes to, like, if you're not going to take my point about, like, putting these warning labels and showing the originals or whatever, at least people teach people how to recognize it. I think on that note, we could probably wrap. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, we, uh, I think we are good. So I want to thank you guys for uh, for making it here. I want to thank Rosh Galeb for feeding us your comments live. And uh, on that, we will uh, we can end this episode. Good. This is your this is your idea. So thank you for uh, for this idea. We will see you all next time. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube and every audio podcast platform. Adios. All right. Later's. See ya. That concludes this episode on social media. Uh, if you're watching us on social media, thank you for that. Make sure to interact, interact with us in any way possible. It makes us feel good. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.